This is Racing HQ with Dave Stanley on Sky Sports Radio. Welcome back to Racing HQ on Sky Sports Radio. We're live from the Magic Millions uh, sales complex today on this fourth day. And, of course, the big sale, uh, the big race day, I should say, tomorrow is going to be spectacular there at Aquas Park. One thing we find when it comes to uh, racing and, and the job that I have, and I spoke about this with Emma Freeman last night at the Tab Calcutta, which was a brilliant success at the Turf Club, is we get to travel to a lot of jurisdictions. And every jurisdiction we travel to, it always seems like something is happening in that state. And racing is definitely at the forefront of government. It's at the forefront of business. And it keeps getting better. It's great for us because we love it and have a passion. And we can, you know, feed off that energy. And it's like that when we come every time to Queensland. Brendan Parnell is the Chief Executive Officer of Racing Queensland. Good morning to you. And it's wonderful to talk about good things happening in the state again. How yeah. are you, mate? Um, well, thanks, Dave. I hope you've still got your maroon jersey on underneath all that and yeah. as you come back <laughs> into the Sunshine State where it is all happening. It's quite extraordinary for someone like myself who has grown up here, who grew up going to Doomben Eagle Farm, coming to the Gold Coast, coming to the sales uh, with family and friends and just seeing the momentum, especially in this part of the world of racing, the fact that the Polytrack's in... We see a number of key uh, appointments when it comes to the Turf Club. Obviously, Navesh Ramdani, who we know very well, our Sydney audience from being there at the ATC. Lights being built. Um, it's becoming a little bit of a mecca. Well, right around the state, there is a big infrastructure push, but here in the southeast on the tourist hotspot, um, it's a big year ahead. Tomorrow is the first race meeting in the Southern Hemisphere with $8 million-plus races. Later this month, the first race meeting on the new Polytrack. The light footings are in, and racing under lights here in 2024 is not far away with a course proper with refurbishments, new drainage, and no reverse camber. So a lot to look forward to, and then behind the race course, um, train check, 300 stables will be con- reconstructed this year as well. It seems very uh, pinpointed, and I, I liked it when you said, you know, it's a tourist hotspot. Um, it's almost like Racing Queensland have identified that, look, if we put this type of entertainment on at a location that sort of never sleeps, so to speak, we're going to, it's going to be good for our sport. That's oh, phenomenal for our sport. 84,000 bed nights were created last year in January from this carnival. Wow. Four years ago, we introduced the Mini Magic Millions Day with the Rising Stars, the Wave, the Gold Nugget, the Gold Pearl. In four years, the turnover on that Mini Magic Millions Day has doubled. Uh, we're looking to hit close to $90 million of turnover, which puts it up into the top dozen Australian race meetings on turnover uh, tomorrow. Great fields, great racing, and... Um, how sublime is this weather, Dave? But I don't have to convince you about Queensland weather. Yeah, no, it is. It's, it's nice to be back up in the heat. And it's it, we, you just, we just need to get the daylight saving sorted. That's all we need to mm. do. I can do certain things, Dave. But that's uh, all we need to do. That's the one thing I, was, that I, I haven't got to. I was talking to Grace Grace last night. I said, look, just the daylight saving. That's what we need to do. And everyone seems to agree. So mm. we'll, we'll get that sorted for the future. This uh, this plan, though, for Magic Millions, I know that uh, you'll be departing in April. You'll be heading off to, to the Northern Hemisphere, but you'll leave behind, I guess, your footprint and legacy. What are you most proud of uh, from, from this particular meeting here at the Gold Coast? Yeah, definitely that mini Magic Millions Day and taking it from one race meeting and a sales to two race meetings and a real festival. And as you've heard with the announcements last Sunday, two new carnival race meetings, one on Magic Millions Eve and one during winter. So. Yeah. Taking that brand, which is our biggest brand, our most attended, uh, most popular, um, to a whole new and expanded stage has probably been the best from the southeast. Regionally in Queensland, it's really vibrant. Uh, you know regional areas of Australia, you get out and about yeah. a lot. It's the biggest event in regional Queensland in 85 towns, a yeah. race meeting. 
um, or second biggest event. It brings communities together. That's immensely proud to be part of, and we've introduced some getaway, some jet trips into regional yep. and outback Queensland, and they've been really popular. And finally, getting on board with our Queensland off-the-track program and great rehoming options for our horses. We've got the one-year anniversary of our retrainers program this month. Uh, the polo last Sunday, more than half the horses were off-the-track thoroughbred so yeah. they're probably three uh, but the industry with the support of governments and you spoke to a great minister last night in grace grace who really loves racing has been fantastic without that support it wouldn't have been possible yeah and obviously we, we saw through COVID as well you know racing continue in a majority of the states and, and a lot of that support filtered through from government and i think yesterday when we spoke with paul mazara he said look in a in a weird way COVID was one of the better things for racing because the eyeballs then came towards us uh, and people got to understand the sport that you and I love. Yeah, March and April 2020, as you'll recall, yeah. there was no footy. It was racing or racing or racing with some greyhound and harness racing. Yeah. And it really captured the, the, I suppose, those vacant living rooms and people who were locked up uh, for so long. And we were fortunate to continue. We locked Queensland into eight separate zones. So if there had been a COVID outbreak, we could have shut down a part of the state to support yeah. and keep the state safe. And with the support of government, we kept it going and uh, we didn't run a carnival, but that uh, reduced carnival funded an industry that would have gone to the wall. If we were to get into the time machine, where do you see the Gold Coast in 10 years' time? The Happy Valley of Australian racing is probably the simplest way um, to describe it. Racing under lights, that tourist strip behind with yeah. that backdrop, uh, night racing every second Friday night in summer. Are we going to see, and it might not be location-wise, but we see now a lot of, and I'm thinking Happy Valley here, but Hong Kong's a different beast to obviously, you know, a back of bundle. But are we going to see accommodation? Are we going to see stuff built around the racetrack? Because I think that... A lot of racetracks, I know in Sydney, the ATC are looking at that sort of thing where they want they want people to sort of stay on the racetrack in accommodation, whether it be a, a hotel or whether it is privately owned, um, but really getting you know that, that sort of green space and using it more. Expect not just the green space, Dave, to change. Expect the club to come out with exciting plans for residential, hotels, right. uh, mixed use all around okay. this side of the racetrack. Yep. Um, so the, the skyline will, will grow in the distance, but around behind the racetrack, there'll be a lot of development in the next 10 years. Really yeah, exciting. Okay. okay, well, that is fantastic. Yep. And it, because it seems like there's always development happening on the Gold Coast, but from that perspective, I think that's a really exciting space. We've seen that obviously up at um, Eagle, Farm, Eagle yep. Farm with those uh, built. But I think, yeah, even you hear other jurisdictions, that's, that seems to be where they're, they're heading. Yeah, and the other exciting thing is the Nequine and uh, vehicle tunnel goes in under the track. A third of it's already built under right. the synthetic. The other two-thirds will get built. Which end is to, that? To the left of the winning post where, okay. from where you're sitting, yep. so after the winning post. So, so that will mean we can activate, the club and Magic Millions can activate the infield. Some of the best race meetings in the world have a very active infield. Yes. Kentucky's an example, Epsom's yeah. an example, and there are many where there's marquees, and right. that could be the new party zone for you when you're up well, next, next that's, time. Well, that is exciting because I've been to a few of those events in other jurisdictions around the world, and they are sensational in the infield. So I think that's a, it's, it's, it's a, an underutilised space, hmm. uh, and I think that's a really, really smart idea. Um, what about racing in Queensland? in 10 years' time if we were to jump in the time machine? The next five years, we'll see almost half a billion dollars of infrastructure built. So okay. this is a $63 million project here. The stabling's another $9 million. A Greyhound Supercenter, the Earthworks, will yes. commence on that next month, west of Brisbane. A new Harness Supercenter. And that's just up the road, isn't it, the Harness? Yep. Yeah, so um, you're flying over Coolangatta and Surface Paradise, Sanctuary Cove, Dreamworld, and then the new home of Harness. Yeah, that's, that's very which exciting. Which is really exciting. Um, On-course stabling. 
So right around the state and a big event centre at Eagle Farm. It's time to help the BRC give patrons a modern uh, experience, a bit like a tropical Flemington or a yeah. tropical Randwick. Yeah, very. it's exciting uh, because, as I said, we go back to New South Wales and we know how good it's flying in that part of the world. We know in Melbourne it's going very good. We know in, in Adelaide, even in some rocky times, uh, they seem to be now on track. Perth seemed to be their own beast. Even Darwin. It doesn't matter where you go, and I, I love it, because as a racing enthusiast, I don't want any part of my country to be falling by the wayside, and I think it's really, really good. Yeah. Um, it's really, really good. It is, Dave. I think the thing is where we've strived to be different is we're not going to have Everest's and Melbourne Cups. We can be different. The Magic Millions is very different, and the yeah. two new races this year and the new races next year demonstrate we're trying to distribute the magic of millions to so many participants, battlers, yeah. bushies, women, first-time owners and the like. Uh, the introduction of a Queensland-only slot race in Toowoomba, the King of the Mountain, being different again. Yeah. The trot rods in harness racing uh, the, has been an overwhelming success yeah. again. Hot lap racing being different um, and driving really good revenue outcomes and really good fan engagement. And I think, too, one, before we wrap it up, I think one thing that is, is lost in that conversation as well is that, yes, you might not have the Everest or a Melbourne Cup, but... What you will have is no, inadvertently, a race meeting on that particular day. And by building this infrastructure, it creates an opportunity for the punter who comes here on Magic Millions Day mm. to go, that was a bloody good day. I'm going to go out there on Everest Day, maybe not go to my local. I'm going to get dressed up, mm. take the family and go. And they're not left behind in terms of that experience. They're actually going to a, a venue in a complex that's quite comfortable, is state-of-the-art, and they can enjoy themselves. And who knows, that could then even turn into a membership to the tour. And I think that's the, the big thing, that while you've got these big meetings on, that's only once a year. You need them to come back maybe two or three times, mm. and there's no point in having the big day, but if the escalator doesn't work or the chairs aren't comfortable, you know what I mean? It's it's a conversation that I think is, is sometimes missed. That's that's one area yeah. to it. The other one, Dave, I think is really important. Some putters just want a quintessential country experience. Yeah, that's true. So the last four years, I go bush on Melbourne Cup Day. I was in Cumbia and the Burnett this year, been to Gladstone, Bundaberg. Yep. Um, I went to Toowoomba the year, incentivised was favourite because that's where he's from. And just see the locals, how they engage on yeah. Melbourne Cup, but how important it is for their region, for their businesses, it's an incredible impact, and the introduction of the big dance, again, putting some more yeah. pizzazz into Melbourne Cup Day. But right around Australia, they all do different things to celebrate Melbourne Cup Day, and that's our great chance, as you say, to engage new ca exactly customers. Exactly right. Enjoy today, mate. Enjoy tomorrow. Thanks so much for joining us and having us up here, and I look forward to seeing how that replay goes in 10 years' time. We say, well, we said that, Brendan. <laughs> I think it should be fairly solid, Dave, but we'll come back and check in. I like it. Brendan Parnell, the CEO of Racing Queensland, will take a break. It is currently two minutes past 11.